Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode five of One Question with Pastor Adam. We have made it all the way to episode five. I mean, this is more than a month that we have been at this thing called One Question, and I'm having just a great time. A lot of great questions. If you have questions, you can send them to me over on Facebook at whatever the pages are. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute, but I am just so excited and uh, I can't believe it. But uh, here we are. And I want you to know that I'm Adam and I'm a pastor to believers and doubters to unfaithful Christians and faithful atheists. Jesus wasn't afraid of questions and hey, neither are we. So each week on this podcast, we are going to explore one question that you have sent me over Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Yeah, see, there they are. Over at um, my page or the Adam Erickson, Pastor Adam Erickson Facebook page, the Raven Foundation Facebook page, or the Clackamas United Church of Christ Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages. We are going to explore questions that you might be afraid to ask someone else but we do not live in fear here because perfect love casts out fear can i get an amen yes uh yeah some topics include the bible heaven and hell who is jesus and do you have to be a christian in order to be saved our question today comes from lisa and from becca uh lisa asks it this way and this is kind of like the gauntlet question that is so difficult to answer. Uh, and part of me wants to just say, I don't know, but here's, here's the question. Lisa says, if everything happens for a reason, because God made it so, why are there children born with or are battling terminal illnesses? Not only will they live short lives, but what life they do have with us is one of pain and suffering. I haven't even factored in the agony of the parents who have who have to watch their kids suffer and die. And Becca puts it like this, just really short and to the point. She says, why does an omnipotent being allow kids to be horrifically abused? And um, yeah, as I said, this is like, this is like the question that people uh, have been asking for, I don't know, generations, thousands of years. I mean, this goes all the way back to Job and my, favorite theological answer for this uh, question is, uh, if you don't like cuss words, please close your ears or, uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, if you have kids around, they've, they've heard this before. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite answer to this is simply that shit happens. That's, that's the best pretty much that I can do. I'm going to do a little more. I just am a firm believer that shit happens in this world. And it sucks. Um, I So to answer the question a little more, I think that we have to unlearn a lot of the theology that's been given to us. Uh, one of the things that I've had to unlearn is the idea that everything happens for a reason because God makes it so. One of the things that I've had to unlearn is this idea that God is omnipotent. I don't think that God causes everything to happen. Uh, I know that this is this. A lot of theologians would disagree with me. Uh, R.C. Sproul says that God has to be in control of everything, uh, every molecule in the universe. God has to be in control of it. 
Because if God is not sovereign, R.C. Sproul says, he is not God. I think that we are the ones who have massive control issues, not God. I don't think that God has control issues. Uh, I, I think that God set up the world. And in the creation story, it says that trees multiplied, plants multiplied, uh, fish multiplied, all of creation multiplies and humans multiply. We are all part of creation and we are part of the ongoingness of creation. There is something to the deistic idea that God creates the world and kind of steps back and allows us and creation to continue to create. And sometimes molecules might create in ways, sometimes we might create in ways that God doesn't intend, <laughs> right? I mean, I know that sounds really weird, especially if we have the mindset that God is in control of everything. But I think that some things just kind of happen. I think that sometimes shit happens. But what are we going to do about it? It's so, it's such a, it's such a painful question. The closest that I can come to it, I was a chaplain for a while in a hospital and there were horrific things that happened. There was a man aged 21 who had a heart attack and I had to call the parents and tell them that their son aged 21 died from a heart attack. Why did that happen? I have no idea. There were kids who got run over by a car. Why did that happen? God didn't make that happen. Those kids died. Why did it happen? I don't know. Other than the fact that sometimes drivers don't pay attention to the road. Sometimes drivers run a stop sign. What does God have to do with that? Nothing, nothing other than God is with us in the horror. God is with us in the tragedy. If we want to talk about God's omnipotence at all, God's power, God's power is seen in the power to be with us through the tragedies of our lives. That's what Jesus in the cross is all about. The deists got it wrong when they said that God just stands back and let things happen. They got it wrong because Jesus shows us that God enters into the shit that happens in our lives, in this world, and goes to it. That's where God goes, suffers it, so we're not alone. And the best answer that I know of is found in the book of Job, which has all kinds of different answers. But you look at the three friends that Job has, and they come and they sit with Job for seven days in silence. They just listen to him. Our Jewish friends call it sitting Shiva, and they're just there with Job. And that's the most healing thing. What Job's friends get wrong is when they start trying to come up with answers. Well, all of this pain in your life, Job, must have happened for a reason. You did something wrong, and so God is coming after you. You must have sinned, and so that's why this has all happened. It, it must have happened for some reason. And Job continually says, no, I'm innocent. He says, I'm not, I'm not completely innocent, but I don't deserve this kind of suffering in my life. And at the end of the story of Job, God comes to him and says that Job was right. 
And I think that that's the best answer to suffering. Other than trying to alleviate it through scientific discoveries, for me, the best answer is to be like the God who enters into the suffering and the pain of human life, is present with us, and loves us through it. So, my friends, that's my answer to this really difficult question. I think we have to unlearn this idea that God is in control of all things and is omnipotent unless unless we think of omnipotence as God's power to always come to us in the spirit of love, even when, especially when uh, we're going through suffering and these really difficult times. So friends, that's it for today. Special thanks to Lisa and Becca for that really great questions. Thank you all for having the courage to ask questions and for listening. If you have a question, hit me up over on social media. And if you want more content, Check me out over at the Raven Foundation at ravenfoundation.org, where we explore life, faith, and mimetic theory. And if you are in the Portland area, come check me out at Clackamas United Church of Christ. And hey, always remember, your faith and your doubts are holy. So join me next time as we continue to explore your questions.